This week on The Breakup Breakdown. I met him through Tinder. This guy seemed to be like the full package. He proposed. Everything was great. About a year later, my best friend, she looks at me and she's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, yeah? I'm literally not grasping what she's saying. I'm like, this isn't making sense. I don't think I really got the full story. Who knew one conversation could change the trajectory of your entire life? Hey, what's up? It's Avi from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This week, we're diving into a relationship that tackles one of my worst fears. And I get to talk to her all about how it played out and what she learned from it. As always, you can find the breakup submission form in the episode description along with timestamps if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview. And don't forget, if you like the podcast, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast and leave a positive review wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to season two, episode three, where we are about to dive into a story where an interviewee called off the wedding two months beforehand because of an unfortunate piece of information her best friend revealed to her and it spins her life in a complete different direction. I'm here with co-worker Justin. What up? And before we get into the submission, I want to tell you about what organization we're supporting this week. And I'm actually really excited about this. I got a DM from a listener who said their cousin was the victim of domestic violence, which is beyond heartbreaking. And we were bringing attention to an organization that their family supports because of what they went through. So this listener's family is connected with an organization called Someplace Safe located in Minnesota. It meant so much to me to get this DM and to be able to bring more awareness to a nonprofit that one of our own is passionate about supporting. And so that is where I will be donating this week. Someplace Safe helps victims of domestic violence, SA, human trafficking, and so much more. So if you want to learn more about it, donate your own resources or just spread more awareness about all the work that they're doing, you can check out the link in the episode description. Okay, so I swear this is the last story submission from me, but you know I would not put out the story if it wasn't good and if it wasn't going to be really entertaining. So Justin, I grew up with this girl and I haven't seen her in like a decade. Okay. And we were back in the day like we still follow each other we have mutual friends and all that but like not much of a relationship past that years ago she was dating somebody she got engaged and one day she posts a photo with a moving van and is like <laughs> I'm starting the next chapter of my life I'm moving to XYZ city juicy let's say it's San Francisco she's moving to San Francisco to restart and I immediately go to her profile because I'm like something must have happened what happened oh. so of course all the photos with her fiance are gone and I'm intrigued so years go by and you know I start this podcast and I was out to dinner with my mom and some girls I grew up with and their moms you know we're we're drinking, we're having a good time. And I'm, ch- I'm chatting up with one of the moms and I'm talking about the podcast and I slip out. I was like, you know who I really want on the podcast? Oh, the drinks let you. And I was like the girl who moved to San Francisco. And I bring this up because her daughter is best friends with this girl. And okay. I'm sort of hoping she's going to slip out some details to me. Sure. And the entire time she's like, you know, you really need to ask her about this. And you know, it's kind of private, but I eventually get her to tell me that they called off the wedding two months before because of something that happened at the engagement party a year before. And you know me, my wheels are spinning. <laughs> I immediately think, I'm like, what's the worst thing that could happen at an engagement party? I'm thinking they got into a big fight. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe it's family issues. Like one of them doesn't get along with each other's family. Yeah, or like the families don't get along. Before that, maybe your families meet a little bit. But yeah. like really once the wedding stuff starts turning, that's really when you start having the dynamic of parents either disagreeing with each other or agreeing with each other because that's what we experienced in that it was it was interesting like we had a situation that one side of the family wanted this and the other side wanted this but they didn't want to talk to each other about it they were like filtering it through my wife and I it's a lot of pressure on the couple it's a lot of family stuff happening so that's where my mind went and so this happened towards the end of season one and I'm thinking I really want to ask this girl what happened <laughs> and I really want it for season oh, so two it's fresh it's somewhat fresh okay. it's somewhat fresh the entire summer like I had so much anxiety because <laughs> I was like I really want to DM her I really want to ask 
ask her, but again, we're not like super connected. And so I find out that she's coming into town like one week. This, so this is like very recent. We recorded this very recently. <laughs> I'm thinking this is my chance to shoot my shot. I have like, to do it. Now or never, yeah. maybe I can get her in. We can do it in person. And so I DM her and she is like so down. <laughs> she's like, let's grab drinks. Let's catch up. Let's chat. So what you're about to listen to now is us like four marks deep <laughs> after going out to dinner and stuff. And we waddled on over to the studio and ended up recording and we're getting ready to break down this week's breakup. So we're going to start from the beginning. I always like to give these guys, gals, whoever, a little bit of a love story before we hash out <laughs> the breakup details. Okay. So uh, tell me how you met him. Okay. So I met him through Tinder. Okay. I was on a girl's trip with my friends. We happened to match. He lived in another state. We just started talking more and more. Things started developing. He ended up moving to where I live. I mean, it was like love bombing immediately. He was showering me with gifts, showering me with dinners, paid for everything. Honestly, what I hoped for and expected. Girl, you're getting that royal treatment. So we were like talking. Everything was great. I had never been in like a super serious relationship. This guy seemed to be like the full package. Like I remember saying like, are you real? Because I was like, so, oh my gosh, this could be the one. Is this him? And I'm a romantic. So that's just me. And I've always been like, oh, I want to be a mom and have kids. Yeah. You're thinking this guy is going to be the one to be able to help you achieve that goal. Right. And I was like, wow, this is great. It just worked out. So the first six months are wonderful. I meet his family. I meet his friends. I'm really happy. We started long distance. So we were doing long distance and I'm like visiting him. Then she kind of hits the fan. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he lost a job. I was like, this is perfect because I just graduated. And I was like, this is great. I have this place to myself. You can move in with me. Like the stars are aligning. This is my like optimistic self. Like he lost his job. This is best case scenario. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, he lost his job. Perfect. So then he moves in with me <sighs> and things just take a turn. Oh, tell me how they took a turn. <laughs> well, you just like once you live with someone, which I think everyone should live with someone before they proceed to oh, go on in their life. A bit of a hot take there. A hot take. I know a lot of people aren't about that. If I would have known that this man left his <sighs> clothes on the floor every fucking day, I would have been like, I can't deal with it. Isn't that just every man? Like every dude leaves the toilet seat up. He didn't leave... do that. I'll give him props for that. Oh, wow. Sure. The bar is at the floor, clearly. <laughs> if he puts the toilet the seat down. The bar was low. <laughs> but he <laughs> left his clothes on the floor, damn it. <laughs> we move in together. He gets another job. We're living together. I'm like paying for a lot. A lot. Like suddenly I'm paying for tooth care and then I'm paying for student loans and then I'm paying for our groceries and like I don't get paid back. I mean, I'm a romantic. So at some point I'm like, I want to get married. Like I want to get a ring. Like I'm always flashing my hand because I want to get married. <laughs> You're searching brilliant earth oh on my, Google. Oh, I already know what I wanted. My family had like a family heirloom. It was my grandmother's ring. She actually had just passed before he proposed. She passed like a few days before and I was supposed to go with him on this trip. My mom's like, don't cancel your trip, go. And I'm like, okay, that's like a little odd, but okay. He proposed to me on that trip. And this is when I should have known. He proposed, my stomach dropped and my heart dropped. And it was like, no, like my whole body wanted to say, no, something's wrong. But at that time, yes, because I've been begging this guy to propose to me. Like I truly had. So he proposes. I'm like not wearing my ring because I'm it so in my head. I'm like, do I want to go through with this? Should I go through with this? Is this the right decision? I don't know what I'm doing. I go through with it. And then it was hard because everyone was so happy for me. Everyone was so kind because everyone knew this is what I wanted. All my friends were excited for me. My mom was like overjoyed. My dad 
had, like, everyone was so excited. You know, it's like a dopamine hit. This must be what I should be doing. Isn't it kind of sad that the one time women really get to be celebrated is when you get married and you have a baby? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one time when people are really surrounding you. Be right. like, good job, girlfriend. Literally. It was all anyone could talk to me about, you know, a year and a half oh until we were to get married. <laughs> I want to know why you think when he proposed, why do you think you had such a visceral reaction of, no, this is not right? It was my gut. Okay. I should have listened to my gut. I really should have. And there were times when I was in the relationship where I was like, ooh. I don't like that. Or like, I don't like that he said that. Shouldn't he be like further on in his career? Shouldn't we have like more ambition? And I wasn't seeing that. But at the same time, I'm a romantic. I'm like, it's fine. Everything will work out. Everything will work out. I was telling you earlier, my parents really struggled in their early 20s. I thought this was normal. I thought it's fine. Like we're going to struggle, but we're going to make it through and like have a great family and everything. So I thought that was kind of normal. But I knew that gut feeling when he proposed was not normal at all. And when we were talking earlier, I think there's a difference between like I'm in my early 20s and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm in my early 20s and I have no direction. Right. And to me, this is a case of he really had no direction as to where he wanted to go, mm-hmm. how he was going to eventually provide for your family. And that is a scary thing if that's something you want to do to one day stay home and raise the kids. Yeah. So he proposed. I'm like in a whirlwind. I put off asking my bridesmaids for a really long time. Because you had the gut feeling? Because I had a gut feeling. And I honestly don't even know if I have told them that. Because I remember one of my close friends was like, are you going to ask? Like, are we going to be in your wedding? Like, what have you already asked him? I thought I was going to be your bridesmaid. Right. And I like wasn't okay with it. I couldn't do it. And I remember I wasn't wearing my ring and he was like, why are you not wearing your ring? Like, what's going on? Are you okay? And he kept saying the day after he proposed, he's like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Because I just kind of like shut down. Why did I have that really bad reaction to something I'm supposed to love? Like I fake cried at the engagement. They weren't real tears. So So, you eventually asked the bridesmaid. I asked the bridesmaid. You're planning the wedding, planning this thing. Like, it's happening. We're, we're in the wedding. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to bite the bullet, and this is what I wanted. This is what I, like, have prayed for, and I really wanted this, so why am I being, like, ungrateful about it? So we're planning the wedding. Pick the wedding. Buy my dress. I mean, like, I do all the things. Get the wedding planner. We have the food. We have the venue. We have everything. One of my best friends threw this really, like, impromptu, like, engagement party with some, like, close friends. She had balloons that were, like, she said yes. I love her. She's, like, the hostess of the And I was like so excited. I'm like, wow, like everyone's so excited for me. Well, apparently that night we were, you know, celebrating, drinking. We go out. We're drinking, having fun. Everyone's drunk. And at one point we're all piling into an Uber and I get in first and then my ex-fiance gets in and we had to like stuff in the Uber. So I'm like, oh, come on, Molly. And I'm like, Molly, get in. And I'm like, just sit on his lap. (laughs) Well, apparently like while he was next to me, this is going to get like graphic. This is not a family show. I always say that. This is not a family show. Well, apparently his hand was up her skirt that whole time. I was sitting next to him. Whole time. He's like touching her, hands up her skirt. I didn't know any of this. You had no idea this was going on. I had no idea. And just to make this absolutely clear, like this is a consensual thing that's going on between these two. Yes. But you had no idea that it was happening. I was drunk. I wasn't like, oh, let me see if my ex-fiance is cheating on me. Who thinks that? She's sitting on his lap. She's sitting on his lap because I'm dumb. And and I was like, come on in, girl. Let's go. 
And that didn't bother you in the moment? No. I mean, I'm very self-conscious. So I was just like, everyone like pile in. Like, I don't want to sit on his lap. And then we go out and we are Ubering home from like our night out. We're taking the girl who is sitting next to him on his lap home in our Uber. So we're driving. Her roommate has a dog. And I was just like over it. Like I was tired. And he's like, I want to go see the dog. I want to go see the dog. I'm like, then go see the dog. I'll see you in a second. Go up and say hi to the dog and then come back down. Well, <laughs> he didn't say hi to the dog. <laughs> he said hi to the kitty. <laughs> So he goes up, quote unquote, to see the dog. So he goes up to see the dog. I really don't know all that happened. I know he kissed her. That's all I know. I don't know if more happened. I just know he kissed her. How long was he up there? 10 minutes? An hour? I would say like 10 minutes. Okay. And I'm sitting waiting for him because we need to call another Uber to take us home. Did he call the Uber, Abby? Do you think? You called the Uber? I did everything. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. We know what he did in that 10 minute Uber ride. He got a lot done in that 10 minutes. So who even knows what happened when the doors were shut. I don't even want to know. I think it's a good thing. I don't know. It would just bother me. That happens. He comes downstairs. We go home to our home. Let me rephrase that because he didn't pay rent. We go home to my home. You know, we're like exhausted. We like go to bed. Well, apparently while we were in bed, he's messaging her over Instagram <gasps> telling her to come over. Is she going to sleep between us? Like what? <laughs> come over to your <laughs> condo and do what? Oh, you know, see the dog. It's madness. So I guess that happened. The next day, he's like kind of jumpy, but I didn't think anything of it. He's suddenly like, I'm going to delete my Instagram. I'm like, all right, delete your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Such a red flag. Mm -hmm. Sweet little me. I'm so naive. I'm like, okay, babe, great. We can spend time together. <laughs> Whatever. And so he deletes his Instagram and I'm like, all right. And he just kept saying like, I'm just on it so much. I just don't want to be on it. And I was like, okay, then I don't care. Delete it. Yeah. Why are you me. telling me this? Right. Yeah. So he deletes his Instagram. He deleted it because those DMs were in there with the girl. I should have gone through his phone. I regret that so much. Girls go through your <laughs> boyfriend's Based off of the stuff I hear, I'm like, I kind of want my man's password. No, if he doesn't give you the password, there's something wrong. Run, baby girl. I trusted him. You were going to spend the rest of your life with him. Of I, course I, you I did. I like, trusted this guy. So I wasn't like, oh, maybe I should go into his DMs. That all happens, right? Well, fast forward about a year later, my best friend who threw me the like, I said yes, mini engagement party, texts me and she's like, hey, like, do you want to do a girls night? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I go to girls night. It's like an intervention. I go to girls night. It's another friend of ours and her roommate was the one that cheated on me with. So we're like sitting in this like bar place, loungy vibes. I don't really know how to describe it. We're sitting there. I'm loving life. I'm drinking my little cucumber drink. I still remember it was cucumber because then my tears were like falling <laughs> in them. Cucumbers will never taste the same again. Oh, I can't look at them. So we're just like sitting there. I'm like talking and everyone's kind of being like a little quiet and I'm like, oh, I can talk to a wall. So I didn't think anything of it. Our friend and the roommate who he cheated on me with go to the restroom and I'm like, okay. My best friend looks at me and and she saved my life. She looks at me and she's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, yeah. We don't really have those like super heart to heart moments or like interventions. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, my ex-fiance, let's call him. What are we calling him? Well, you've already said his name, so I'm just going to bleep it out. <laughs> my ex-fiance kissed this girl who's with us and my stomach dropped again. And I said, what? Because we just sent out our wedding invitations that week. I'm literally not grasping what she's saying. And she's like, yeah, he kissed her and like, that's why she's here. So like she can answer any questions or like try to make you feel better. And I'm like, oh, what? Like, I, it's not registering to me. I'm like, this isn't making sense. So then she comes back and I'm like already getting weepy. And I'm like, wait, what happened? Can you explain this? I don't think I really got the full story.
story, but it was essentially, yes, he kissed me and he kept coming on to me when we were in a group setting. She like disappeared. And I would always ask my friend, I'm like, what's she doing? She's like, oh, she's working tonight. She's working. And I'm naive. I'm like, whatever. She's working. You go, girl. And then I'm like crying. I'm like, wait, what? I'm so thrown off. How is this happening? And this all came out because they were at a like girls night together. My friend, not my best friend, another friend. She was invited to the wedding. They were all drinking. The three of them were drinking. My best friend like mentioned oh, something about the wedding. My other friend chimes in who's invited to the wedding. She goes, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can go to that wedding. My best friend's like, what are you talking about? And then this all comes out. Thank God. It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is Hibernation Abbey and there is Summer Abbey. And Summer Abbey likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up at a jiffy. And you're probably like, ew, refrigerated meal. That must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious. And they have so many different options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. You get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50 
50% off. My best friend was there that night and heard all this and thank God they were drinking because no one knew. I didn't know. And I found this out a year later. How close was this to the wedding? <laughs> Two months. Things were done. Things were moving. Okay, before we get into when you confronted your now ex-fiance, I yes. want to talk to you about what it was like to sit across the table from the woman that kissed your ex-fiance. What was your initial <laughs> reaction when she sat down? It's probably not like a common reaction. I was just like shocked. I was like, what? And then I remember thinking in my head, like, this is your chance. Get out. Get out. Because I was already having second thoughts about him. A month earlier, I called my mom sobbing. Like, is this the right decision? Should I do this? I was having dreams about him cheating on me. And I told him and he would get so unreasonably upset. Once again, I'm naive. And I'd be like, it was just a dream. It, it was a dream. I think I had two or three dreams about it. And I would tell him and he's like, stop, stop. My dreams were telling me what happened. I'm sitting across from her and I remember thanking her. And I remember being like, thank you for telling me. I really appreciate it. Because I did. Now, do I wish I would have known sooner and saved everyone time and money? Absolutely. And my best friend always brings up, she's like, I think it's good you didn't know sooner because it was right after your engagement and you might have taken him back. And she has a point. I could have. I wasn't like hateful towards her. I'm still not hateful towards her. I'm appreciative for her, honestly, for this finally coming up. But I mean, it was hard. It's like hard to sit across from someone and like just picture that. I wasn't expecting it at all. This I was completely blindsided, honestly. What questions did you ask her? Or did you at all? Well, it was hard. I wish I could have asked her more once I processed. I was like, wait, he kissed you? And she was like, yeah, he kissed me. And I was like, when did this happen? I think I blacked out. I was not thinking clearly. And I don't even know if I asked her a ton of questions or not. I was just in shock, in complete and utter shock. What questions would you ask her now in hindsight? Oh, I did want to see the DMs. I do remember <laughs> that. I was like... Can I see the DMs? Based on what we heard on last week's episode, sometimes it's just better not to see those DMs. Like, because I thought it was weird because those were deleted on her side as well. So oh. that's interesting to me. It seems like she was clearly remorseful about it. Yeah. But I guess my question is, if I'm at an engagement party for someone, it's just like madness. And I don't yeah. want people to think it was like this huge elaborate engagement party because it wasn't. It was like intimate group of friends. Yes. I think what I mean by that is it was clear that you two were together and getting married. <laughs> right. That's where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Because it's nobody, people are human. We make mistakes. But I think to me, I, I would be curious, you know, why would you? Right. It's a genuine question. Anybody, I think. Right. Let's now talk about you confronting your ex-fiance. Okay. Because I'm sure you were livid. It takes a lot to make me mad. I'm very patient and I lost it on him. I get home. I'm like pounding on the door. My door. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> he opens it up and he's like, what? Are you up? Like what? Because I mean, it was like not normal. I I just lost it. I'm screaming at him. I'm like, I know what you did. I know what you did. Do you know who I just saw? I list out, you know, the people involved. And he's like, what? What? I'm like, you kissed her. I know you kissed her. You did it. He denies it. He's like, no, what? I'm like, don't bullshit me. I mean, I am in his face. I am screaming at him because I'm so upset. My whole life just flashed before my eyes. Everything I thought I knew is wrong. So I just lose it on him. And finally, he, he like takes a second. He's like, yes. I did. And I said, get the fuck out. I'm not marrying you. And I was like, you have two or three days to get your shit and leave. We're done. All the while, my best friend and her family are waiting downstairs. They're like my second family because they were just like afraid. Like they didn't know what he was going to do. We just didn't know. And like, I thought I knew this man. And obviously I didn't. He's like crying. And then this is, <laughs> this is my favorite part. He's like, can I just stay in the guest bed 
room like, I don't want to pay $150. I'm like, get the fuck out. My family just spent so much money on a wedding. Go. I kicked him out. I wouldn't let him stay there. So he had to like go get a hotel down the road or whatever. Just stay with the girl that you kissed at the engagement party. You know, I thought about it. <laughs> you have friends. You can go. Go. They have dogs. Call an Uber. If you're clearly very comfortable in an Uber. I, I can't even fathom. This is like, you're literally describing my worst nightmare. You know how you talked about you have dreams about mm-hmm. like, your ex-fiance cheating on you? Right. I have dreams that I'm about to walk down the aisle and I'm like, nope, nope, shouldn't do this. Nope, nope, nope. Ugh, so terrifying. you're now picking up the pieces of, of this entire relationship. You got to cancel the wedding two mm-hmm. months before. Mm-hmm. Where do you even start? <laughs> oh, my world ended. I went through like, you know, those stages of grief, basically. Yeah. I was furious. I was so mad. I mean, he left and my best friend is taking pictures of us down off our walls. She's like hiding it. Her mom's like sitting there with me. She's like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, I'm just mad. Like I couldn't even cry at that point because I was so mad. This is like very me. I go into work the next day. I shouldn't have done that. That was dumb. I texted my teammates. I'm like, this just happened, FYI, but I'm coming into work. I'm like sobbing the whole day at work. It just... It was a disaster. And then I made it to like the weekend or something. I go home. I mean, I called my mom that night and told her and she was like shocked. She's like, what? And I just like get home and that's when I cried. That I mean, on the floor, sobbing. I mean, just like the worst. Though. I mean, it's like someone died. My whole life just like gone. It's a different type of grief because mm-hmm. you really are losing somebody and you're also losing your future. I think that's yeah. why like weddings are so exciting, especially like to romanticize. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're saying yes to a future. You're saying yes theoretically to the next 60 years and that dies mm-hmm. and this relationship that you have is gone and it's sort of like a death. I'm a planner. I can't not have plans. So, you know, it was like we get married, we wait a few years and then we have kids and my whole life got turned upside down. I had to rediscover myself because I didn't know who I was without him. Well, that was how I kind of had an inkling that, but <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm assuming that's sort of how you soft launched the end of your engagement to people not in your personal life. I don't think it was a soft launch. It, well, was, soft, it was a hard launch. You posted on Instagram Instagram that you're moving to this major city. Right. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you don't just go from this suburban town right. to now like big time right. without something major happening. So I had to get out. I couldn't stay. What made you want to move there? My best friend was moving at the time. She got a job up there. We were joking. She's like, I'm going to convince you to move. I'm like, it's so expensive. Like, I just can't. But with COVID, all the rates were down. I was just like, I have to go. I can't be here. I was so bored. I hated going around this town because I saw saw him everywhere. I didn't actually, just like mentally, <laughs> I saw him everywhere and I was just like, I just can't do this to myself. So I moved. Wow. Were you excited? I was very excited. Okay. And then I got there and I was like, what did I just do? I moved without a job. I was just like, nope, I'm going. I'm done. I'm done with it here. So when you moved, did you feel like this was the right decision? What was that like? Mm, yes and no. Okay. I think I really grew as a person and I loved living with my best friend and experiencing everything together in this that we were at. It just wasn't for me. Like I wasn't fitting in. I wasn't like finding my niche, so to say. I didn't see myself there forever. It was a fun move to do after a really heartbreaking situation. It was a fun move. I finally started dating again. That was really fun. Talk to me about that. (laughs) What was your first date like? It's actually really funny. My mom's best friend had a friend, mutual friend or something. This guy just had a broken engagement as well. (laughs) These two will bond over this. And they were like, they can cry together. I went on this first date. This poor guy. I blacked out. (laughs) Wait, blacked out from alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. 
This man was so sweet, so kind. Like, I can't say good enough things about him. Now he, like, found, like, I think the love of his life. Like, I'm happy for him. We love that. We love that. It wasn't, like, instant connection that I found my soulmate. But it was just, like, interesting to try to date. I didn't even know how to date. I hadn't dated in, like, two and a half years. I have, like, no game. So, how's the weather, Jimmy? (laughs) I'm I'm literally, like, I'll just talk to anyone and forever. Like, I can just ramble on. Okay, so first date um, goes, it it didn't end badly. (laughs) He was a gentleman. A gentleman. And he was very nice. Made sure I got home. I mean, I was blackout. And then I got two more dates. So three dates. Okay, so, I mean, you're out on the prowl. At least, like, you're in a place where you're able to recognize that you can still fall in love, and I think that's Yeah, it took a while. What kind of things are you looking for now after getting out of this relationship? Like, what are things that you are absolutely not going to put up with, and what are things that you find more attractive now that that relationship's over? I'll go with the attractive. I find ambition, work ethic, hygiene, (laughs) like, a good family. I'm very traditional, so, like, traditional marriage, marriage roles, in a sense, as well. So you want to be able to stay home. Yeah, have kids and you want like, him to be the breadwinner. That's my ultimate dream. Okay. I would love that. A so, lot of people hate that, but no, I mean, where I'm at. <laughs> I think the, the place in which you have moved to now, you are going to have no problem with that. I because, hope. Believe it or not, I've been on dates where I have the opposite problem. Oh, really? Where guys will be like, well, if we get married, you're going to stay home with the kids. Oh, my dream. <laughs> give, them, give me their number, Abby. Well, honestly, now at this point in my life, I'm like, that actually sounds wonderful. <laughs> okay, so that's what you find attractive now is mm-hmm. ambition because these are obviously the opposite qualities of what you were getting in that last relationship. Yeah. And what are things that if it happened within the first six months of dating, you'd be like immediately no. I just did it. What did you do? I, I was like talking to this guy and I didn't like how he handled something silly. It like was not a big deal at all. So this man is like so attractive, like seriously so attractive. Confirmed I've seen photos. <laughs> Objectively very attractive. So he like sent me a photo in the gym and I like screenshotted it because I was like, he's like beautiful. How am I getting this right now? He was so upset with me that I screenshot And I mean, like, the texts were just so immature and it was just, like, childish. I was like, oh, red flag, done. That's something Beep would have said. Now I have, like, the red flag radar. And honestly, when I sit down on a date, I pretty much feel like I know. Yeah. No, this isn't it. I think an overreaction for something like screenshotting a Snapchat. Like, imagine if you actually did something wrong. Which which is inevitable in any relationship. And if we're having these issues this early, it's been, like, literally a month. If it's not rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. Uh Uh-huh. Within the three months, within that 90-day trial right. period. 90 trial. <laughs> then it's, it's a no-no it. for me. <laughs> now I want to talk about having cold feet. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that. And the sense of, I'm not sure. Should I get out of this relationship? Or I feel like I'm already in too deep. Or I've invested too much time into That's this. That's how I felt. I hear that a lot from people. Because from an objective standpoint, if I hear somebody talking about a toxic relationship, I'm like, get out. Right. But when you've invested time, it's so much easier said mm-hmm. than done. If somebody has invested a lot of time in the relationship, maybe mm-hmm. they're even engaged. Or maybe Maybe they've just been with someone for five years mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't want to start from square one. You can start from square one. I promise you. It's scary. It's terrifying. It takes a lot of therapy, <laughs> but you can do it. Like if I can do it. I mean, I went from like sobbing on the floor when I got back and saw he was gone and everything was gone to like, then I just moved, restarted my life. You can restart. Big believer in that. You can start over. Mm-hmm. It's not fun, but I mean, I wouldn't take this back. It sucks and it was awful, but I would not take this back at all. I think it was a great learning experience 
experience, I think I grew a lot. And now like I know what I want and I know my worth. The second someone, you're not planning the date and you're not picking me up, goodbye, next. I have very high standards now. Before I'd be like, do you want me to drive us together? I'm not doing it. And there's so many guys. That's another thing I don't think I realized. There's so many guys out there. There's gotta be, there really are. There's gotta be at least one. As somebody who's been single this long, like when people <laughs> say, well, you're so picky. If you're gonna spend the rest of your you life with someone, be. shouldn't you be selective? You have to be because you know what? I wasn't selective and look where it ended me. Exactly. I got cheated on. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I really hope this maybe like somebody will hear this and be like, wow, maybe I should just get out of this. Get out of it, girlies. You can do it. Next week on The Breakup Breakdown. We were just best friends. We did everything together. He was like, hey, I've heard that you had a crush on me. And he's like, I don't want to break your heart. Ended up dating somebody else. Did he swoop in now that he's kind of jealous? Yes. There's these conflicting feelings here. In Mormon culture, you get married young. I was only 18 years old and I'm making plans with my boyfriend. We're going to get married. My future set. And now you're coming in. I promise you this story is not going where you think it's going to go. Next week, we're covering a variety of relationship topics. Not only are we talking about religious trauma and just diving into Mormon dating culture in general, we're going to be talking about what it's like to grieve a relationship when you're not really allowed to and so much more. The episode drops on August 23rd.